Hey, what's going on, buddy? What's up, Mike? Our, uh, finally, we're doing this virtual thing, right? Yeah, long time no see. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's kind of wild. It's like, yeah. You know, I, I got to tell you, the uh, the stash is, is pretty sweet, man. <laughs> Fu Manchu life. It's like I can't I can't tell if I'm doing a uh, you know a call with a prisoner <laughs> or like a, a bouncer from like uh, Roadhouse or something. Yeah, I mean, if now's the time to experiment with stuff. <laughs> That's right. That's right. If I'm gonna be quarantined, I'm gonna do crazy stuff. Oh, dude, I, I love it, man. It's funny because I I took that trip to Dallas and shaved completely. I was completely shaven, and now I'm not. So it's like. It's all back. It's have like, you, have you let it grow the, the beard the whole time? Yeah, yeah. So it's been uh, a couple months, two months. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. Nice, nice and white. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Shows uh, wisdom. I, I mean, I, I guess so, right? Yeah. That's the, that's the, the symbol. <laughs> yeah. I do a lot more of the uh, the chin scratching. You know, just because yeah. I feel like I'm I'm all smart. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, the masks don't fit. As well, though, when I have to wear the masks out, you know, because we go out to, I go to the grocery store in Brunswick all the time, right? Uh And because it's two minutes from the house. And in Frederick County, Maryland, you have to wear a mask. Like, that's the law. And, well, I don't think they realized what they were getting when I did that because I wear the hat you see here. I wear my Mega Man Donnie Savage t-shirt. And I Uh wear my Trump 2020 face mask. And uh, okay. what, what's wild about it is every time I go anywhere with that attire, the number of pictures that I get from people is crazy. Like, yeah. kid you not, Costco on Saturday, I had three people pull me aside. One of them a cashier. Three people asked me if they could take my picture. Now, they may have put it on the site of, like, you know, stab this guy if you ever see him, but... <laughs> No one has made yeah. a negative comment. I don't know. Might mean something. Yeah. That's wild. It's a conversation piece. You know, love it or hate it, it's a conversation piece. You know? Yeah. Um, so, so how are you guys holding up? Holding up good? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. It's same thing every day pretty much. But, you know, I was lucky that I, uh, I just, you know, have something. I have work and I can work from home, so can't complain. So we're definitely, you know, getting a little bit of cabin fever. Cabin fever. Yeah, you know, I bet, man. Yeah. Uh, you, you had, uh, I know your brother was in town, and you uh, yeah. you mentioned earlier that he flew back. And uh, <laughs> and I still keep thinking of the story you were talking about, him on the yeah, plane. Yeah. Yeah, t- t- so, tell me about that, man. That, that was freaking hilarious. Yeah, so he was here for about six weeks and flew back a couple days ago and was telling me that, you know, he gets on the flight, and this flight's packed from D.C. to Denver. You know, two people beside him, people behind and in front, within, you know, a couple feet of each other. <laughs> Basically, like, face-to-face. And so everybody lands, and, of course, everybody starts standing up, and the person on the plane that's doing the announcement says, you know, thank you for flying United, whatever the flight was. Um, we just ask you to maintain social distancing as we exit the flight. <laughs> and he looks around like, what did you just say? We've been four hours on a flight, literally feet from each other. And now as we stand up, you're going to say social distancing six feet. Like it didn't even, it's so bizarre and so ridiculous that like, 
What can you even say to that? But some bureaucrat, either at the airlines or somewhere in the government, probably has them saying this ridiculous line about social distancing. So it just goes to show, like, how out of touch, you know, whether it was the bureaucracy in the airline or the government, it's just ridiculous. Well, it's, it's, it's funny because, you know, I picture, I picture the plane of people. I picture, like, you know, just sardines trying to get out of a can, right? Just like, like yeah. normal. But it's almost like, I, I wonder if they were, they were kind of freaking out, like, oh, crap. We're not supposed to get off, you know, the, the runway with a full plane. We're going to need half of you guys to get out the back. The other <laughs> half, just kind of hang out for a little bit. We're going to shuttle you to another gate just to be safe. Like, it's, it, it's, it's funny because, again, I think you have all these, I don't know if you call them rules, right? Because they're not laws, because they really can't be enforced. But, like, all these rules that are, I, I don't know who's coming up with them, right? I mean, and again, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that's going to sit there and question science, right? I mean, I think I just saw science over, you know, principles. Okay, sure, but I, I, I don't see the science, right? Like, I'm not sitting here saying that it's not bad and it can't be deadly. I'm, I'm not saying that, right? But I, I think that we're talking such a small number of the population, right, in the grand scheme of things. Like, by all means, keep them safe. But if you're, you know, well and able and healthy and you're going to get this thing and maybe you develop a little cough and then you're fine, then you should uh-huh. go about your business, right? But, like, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, even in, like, Virginia, you hear, you know, 50,000 people have been infected. 50,000 out of... Sixteen and a half million people between Maryland, Virginia, and DC. That's not yeah. even a half of a percent. I mean, yeah. And you're telling me this is like something way above and beyond the normal flu season. It's crazy. You know, it's it's, <laughs> it's just you know it's mind blowing though because you you I think you you have you have extremes on both sides, right? Just with any topic that comes up, you have extremes, and you've oh, yeah. got you've got people that like they'll hear me say that, and they'll right away oh he's He's an idiot. Oh, stupid! You know, stupid Republican or stupid this, stupid that. And it's like, no, that's not what it is. It's just, all right, let's let's think this through a little bit, right? Like, if we knew there was a a gunman in Kentucky, would you lock your kids in the house, right? Yeah. Or or there's a there's been a series of child abductions in Spain. Kids get in the basement. Uh-huh. Everybody hide in the basement because it's a big syndicate. We're all going to get kidnapped. Like, no, it's it's getting yeah. so ridiculous right now. Yeah, or like we've seen this particularly dangerous in playgrounds and libraries, but yet in Leesburg and Percival, it's like there's no playgrounds or libraries open. Right. Like, and, and the fact that like, oh yeah, just because that's true, like you know, you go to Ida Lee right now and they've got like this tape around the playground, like taped off, like it's some sort of like, you know, death zone or I don't know, but it's like. We're the taxpayers. These these are our parks, right? <laughs> these are the people's libraries and parks. And it's just so funny that people can get in the mindset of like, oh, wait, just because like that's the rule, like you have to do that. It's like, what? Something's backwards here. Well, it's, 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 like, it's, it's like the masks, right? I mean, I mean the, the whole concept of a mask, I mean, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe science, maybe my science is wrong. But I thought the mask was to protect others. If I'm sick, right? It's to keep it inside so that you don't get sick. But I, I forget who it was. I don't know if it was, uh, it may have been for sale. It was someone that recently, maybe it was Joe Rogan. Somebody was talking about, you know, if you have a pair of pants on, right? And, you know, pants and, and underwear, briefs, boxes, whatever, and you fart, 
does does the fart not come out of the pants and smell? Like you smell it. So what the hell is a mask going to do? Right? Like <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. It's, it's funny because you sit there, you're like, oh, yeah. Good point, guys. So, yeah. so help me understand well, why the mask is so important. Yeah. Well, that goes to the point of everyone knows it's not actually, like, that dangerous if you really think about it. Right. Like, if it were HIV or if it were Ebola, we wouldn't be going to drive throughs at Chick-fil-A because, they're, you know, we're trusting that all those employees are maintaining their, you know, their etiquette, their virus etiquette. And we wouldn't be doing, you know... You wouldn't be walking around Wegmans and all the things that they're allowing. So it just goes to show it's not really that dangerous, or else things would be different. So, so like, let me let me let me ask you a question. So, and this is uh, this is on a serious note. This is something I've been wondering for a few weeks now because I I made a, a trip out to Percival about two weeks ago, and I forget what I was there for. Or maybe I was coming back from Costco or something. And I went out there, and I went into Giant. And I don't know, maybe I just missed going to Giant because I like everybody that works there and who knows. But I walked in there and I walked down the frozen food section, okay, specifically the ice cream aisle because I am a big ice cream fan. The entire thing was empty. Not one single piece, not even a like melted piece of ice, nothing, empty, no ice cream in the entire store. Are people in Percival just animals, and they had to buy all the ice cream? Everything else was full. Meat, eggs, milk, everything else was fine, but the ice cream was gone. So maybe... I've never seen that. It was crazy. And there was actually... I ran into a, a kid who... He's, he was a college kid. Big dude. And he was looking, and he looked like he was going to cry. Because he's like, <laughs> oh, man, no ice cream. What, what am I going to do without ice cream? So I gave him a, a little tip. I said, hey, man... Promise me you won't tell anybody, but if you cross the bridge over in Brunswick, loaded with ice cream. Any ice cream you can imagine, they've got it, right? And if they don't, they have it in the back. Because out here, I feel like it's only 12 miles difference, right? Like, we're all the same, but it's there's not this, like, there was never this crazy, like, mad dash to just buy the store out of every single thing. It's weird. Yeah. But why ice cream? Yeah. Why ice cream? I don't know. I have no idea. That doesn't make any sense. And here's the here's the even funnier thing, and this goes back to kind of an earlier, like, what are the things people are not saying in terms of government officials, the media, like, the whole idea of comorbidities mm. being what is actually the worst thing about all this, because healthy people are pretty good. <laughs> you know, the great majority of cases are people that have pre-existing conditions, Obesity, diabetes, other other bad things, like two or more bad things. But yet no one in the government saying like, hey, let's take this time while well, everyone's quarantined to get healthier bodies. Dude, you know yeah, what? Healthier lungs. We That'd be a to, great idea. Know, maybe start doing some aerobic exercise. Clean up your diet. like Because that's what would actually, a billion times better than a mask, take care of people. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's, it's funny to say it because I, I actually uh... – I was thinking about that, you know, a few weeks ago. I was thinking, man, what if, what if you made it mandatory that, okay, hey, we're going to give you this money, right? You're, you're getting your money that everybody got, and hey, great. But here's the deal: you must exercise six days a week, right? And and you got to wear like a Fitbit. You got to go buy a Fitbit or buy something that's going to measure your steps or see how many calories you're burning. And if you don't, then you have to refund the money. 
I want that money back. Yeah. Because this yeah. money is to help you get through and make you stronger and healthier so that if you do get this thing, because it's going to linger for the next 50 years, right? I mean, it's never going to go away. And if you get it, that way you're like, ah, that was nothing, right? I'm healthy. I can handle it, right? Because it is. It's the obesity that's the worst thing. Yeah. Right? I mean. Yeah. And it, and it's, so in, th- in theory, there should have been a lot of ice cream at Giant. Because people shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but it was it was people gone. the opposite. And, it, and, and listen, stores if, are of course necessary. What is what do they call it? Like um, essential. Yes, essential. Yes. You know, a gym is not essential, but the liquor store is. That yeah, makes a lot of sense. That's that's a good point, man. But it's it's just it's you know now the the downside is if somebody listens to this and they actually were there that same day or they work at Giant and they say actually you know what sorry to let you down wasn't anything crazy. The freezer broke. So yeah. the ice cream melted, we had to throw it away. That's probably what happened, but I'm going to just walk around in my mind. Anybody that lives in Percival, Hamilton, and Round Hill is just a fat slob, and I'm just going to look at them and be like, you dirty bastard, you ate all the ice cream. You ate all the ice cream. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what oh, about, good, what about so, so kind of going back to your comment with you know taking this time to kind of get, get in better shape, right? So... I kind of look at this as, you know, you're going to have two walks of people, maybe a third walk of people as well. You're going to have people that come out of this thing better, right? They're going to come out, you know, whether it's physically healthier, maybe they started working out again. I mean, I started working out again, right? I mean, like, because I have no excuse, right? My excuse has always been I don't have time. Well, now I got four extra hours every single day. I got plenty of time, right? I mean, and as a matter of fact, anytime someone pisses me off on a call or a meeting, then I go lift. It's like, all right, instant relief. And it's right behind me. So I have no excuse whatsoever to not work out. But then you have the, the, the other side that are kind of, I don't know, man. Like, you know, I, I think you have people that feel sorry for themselves. I think you have people that are, you know, they're going to be the victim. They're going to play that, that, you know, poor me, woe is me card. But I think you also have people that are just, they don't realize how much opportunity could come out of this. Right? Like, yeah. so look. I am pissed off that everything is shut down. I'm pissed off because as a capitalist in a free market, in a free country, I think it's total BS. I do. However, we've adapted to it. It is what it is. And there's a ton of things that, that I personally benefited from with all this crap. I mean, what, what do you think of that? Yeah, I think you're 100% right. I think that, the, I mean, maybe a big picture way to say that is like, who people were before COVID is who they're going to be after COVID, right? Mm-hmm. So people that were um, grateful are going to find ways to be grateful. People that are angry are going to find ways to be angry. People that are, you know, whatever you were, it's not going to change. Like, it's just another way of saying, like, your circumstances don't really matter at the end of the day. It's, you know, the mental mindset, the attitude, and, you know, that's the key. So do you yeah. think, do you think people, so, so that, that's another, another good thought, right? So you've obviously, you, you've been fine through this, right? Your wife's been fine through this. Your kids have been fine. Everybody's healthy, you know, physically, mentally for the most part. Yeah. Other than like, <laughs> like we can't complain. That's, that's the whole thing. Other than the we're experiencing the same thing everyone else is some cabin fever and wanting to do things that we can't do. Like we're fine. 
you know, my wife's not working. She, you know, mm. the gym shut down, but I got a job. So, like, what is there to complain about? Now, can she can she turn that into like like this the whole virtual thing? I mean, can she turn that into you know getting people to subscribe online, yeah. like doing classes? Yeah, I mean, that's what most people in the fitness world are sort of trying to do is um, do online workouts, hmm. or at least like post what they're doing, and people will follow them and get good workouts. So, yeah, that's been. That's been good. It's just not really. You could turn it into a revenue generating thing, but that, and that's an interesting thing in fitness is some people like went right to that, and other people I think probably smartly are thinking like, well, no, I got to build up the following and show value, and then at some point turn it into a right. like a revenue generator. Yeah, so. I just I just think it's like I mean, like I said to you earlier. I mean, I look at you know my kids, probably your kids, probably most kids, and how. Everybody felt so bad for them. Oh man, they're you know they're missing school, they're missing their friends. Like baseball, I mean, it sucks. No baseball, like it's ridiculous, right? But at the same time, yeah. it, they're they're still okay. Like we still go out and play baseball. Now, granted, it's not playing baseball on a team; it's not organized. But we're still playing baseball. We're still playing wiffle ball. We're throwing yeah. football around. Like we're riding bikes. Like they're still doing everything that they've done. But I feel like that's. That's a credit to, to them, right? It's a credit to individuals. Yeah. It's a credit to, I think, just just people in general or humans in general. We are some resilient suckers, man. Like, we are – we can adapt to just about anything, right? And if yeah. this if this doesn't show you that, nothing will, right? Like, uh-huh. l- literally nothing will show you or nothing will ever make you happy if you can't find some you – know, to your point, be grateful. Like, wow. Yeah. Hey, like, I mean, it's like, like, with my like, dog. Like, I think Gary Vee always talks about, like, you were born in the United States, right? So every single day, you can wake up and be grateful. Yeah. Because there's people right now being persecuted in Syria that are stuck in some refugee camp in Turkey. Like, and they're, they're happy. They found a way to be happy in their circumstance. So why can't you? Yep. No, you're, you're right, uh, man. It's, but, but yet, you know, you, you look at the, the situation, you look at all the people out there that just, They'll always find something to complain about, man. Like, no matter what yeah. it is, right? It's like, I mean, gosh, dang! Like, they complain about the kids, they complain about their spouses, they complain about neighbors, they complain about them, their jobs, my house, my car, my this, my that. And it's like, whoa! Like, I look yeah. at it as, I mean, again, there's there's so many things that I'm grateful with this whole thing. I mean, so many things just for self improvement. But I look at like little things, like, I mean, I know how much I drive and commute. But I didn't realize how much I drive and commute. Like, yeah. you know, when you get 20 hours, right? Because what's the, the one commodity that you cannot give somebody more of is time. You can always make more money. You can always get more things and accumulate more things. But you can't give somebody more time back. And this whole thing has disproven my thought process for the last 10 years. And I say, bullshit. Because I got 20 hours a week back in my life every single week. Right, and over an eight-week, nine-week, I think this is week nine, over a nine-week period, dude, I basically got an extra three weeks of my life back, yeah. right? Like, it's it's crazy, and, and gas, yeah. I mean, dude, I haven't, I filled up my gas tank one time in the last two months, where usually I'm filling it up three times a week. Yeah. Like, it's just mind-blowing yeah. to me, man. You can't like, beat that. And so, it just goes back to the point of, which, what are you looking at? Like, every day you wake up and there's going to be three or four things that tick you off. There's going to be three or four things to make you grateful, right, every single day. So, 
Like you're looking at the fact that you don't have to fill up your gas tank as much. So what are you going to be during this time? You're going to be happy. Right. Because you've decided to focus on those things that you can be grateful for. So that's awesome. What about, um, so let me ask you this, and, and I know I know you got some nuggets in there too, but what, what, what would you say out of all the things that, now whether it's you or whether it's, you know, your wife or kids or people in general, out of all the things that you have either changed during this period or done differently during this period or looked at things a little differently, you know, maybe a different lens, whatever it is, what, what do you think will be the, the number one thing that you'll make sure that when this thing is done, you'll still continue to, to either do that same thing or think the same way? Yeah. Dude, that's a great, great question. I think the things that I have on my list in terms of like the takeaways from COVID-19 that I'll never forget or that have really just kind of like crystallized in my mind are like two big ones. <laughs> that is like decisions that are made in fear are typically, typically going to be the wrong decisions, right? Typically not going to turn out well. So I think when you look at just like, you know, society and political leadership and whoever is making those decisions, it's like, you know, you just can't make the right decision. I don't think when it's done in fear. Yeah. And the second point to that is like, the sooner you can admit the mistake, the better. So if, if, if mistakes were made, maybe the models were wrong, maybe, and this goes back to how we always talk about ego. Like if there was something that was not right, the decisions were made off that mistake, the sooner you get on the right path, the better. And that's, with anything too, as a father, as you know, a coworker, like get your ego out of the way, admit it, decide we're going to take a different path, and like sooner than later. Right. Um, and then, like obviously, like we talked about, keeping your body healthy is another one that it's like you never know when something like this is going to come up. So you could you could you know let yourself go and then be in a scramble. <laughs> to try right. to, you know, that's probably what that's just. A general statement. I mean, that's what everybody does during the winter anyway. And then they sign for the beach trip and then they're in a scramble. But like, no, like stay consistent and take care of your health. Take, take your vitamins. And I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, sort of I, dude, I think, things. I think that's, uh, I like that. I like, I like the fact of even just three things to be happy about and three things to be unhappy about, right? You're always like, like you said, every day you, you're in control of that. Like you get to choose how you react to something, right? You may not be able to help the fact that, you know, you pull out of your driveway and somebody smashes into your car. You can't control uh-huh. it, but you can control how to react, right? Or if you're yeah. going to carry that for the next two weeks or three weeks, right? I mean, like, like I, I still think back to, you know, flying home from Dallas, right? And that was that was the Friday doomsday. That was the Friday that everything got locked down. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to get stuck in Dallas. Shit, yeah. this is going to suck. And and my my buddy that works with me, you know, he was like, I mean, he's a single guy. He's like, I'll stay in Dallas, you know, for a couple of weeks. And I'm like, yeah, no. If our flight is canceled, we're getting a car and I'm driving home. I'm not staying in Dallas. You know, yeah. little, little did we know that it would have been, you know, almost three months. <laughs> like, which which yeah. is still just mind-blowing to me, right? The whole thing yeah. is just yeah. mind-blowing. What are a couple of the things that um, sort of your big-picture takeaways you know, I, I think that the biggest thing is a lot of what I've thought for, you know, some years now has kind of 
almost been like completely solidified. Like not not that I need to feel like vindicated or anything, but I, I feel completely vindicated with this whole thing. Like I just and it's weird, man. Right? It's I, I feel like me personally, I've always liked challenges, right? I, I I like when someone tells me you can't do that or oh you'll never do that or that that's not possible. I've always been like, hmm, okay, let's try, Let, let's see what happens, right? Yeah. And I think it's it kind of falls in that bucket. It falls into this has never happened. Like, think about that. I mean, you can't turn to your parents and say, "Hey, mom, dad, what, what do I do?" Like, I don't I don't know what to do because they're like, "I don't I don't know." Like, right? I mean, maybe you could find you know a handful of people that were around for the Spanish flu, but I mean, what what is their advice? Their advice is, "Hey, stay positive. <laughs> like, stay safe. I mean, don't yeah. don't run from it. Don't hide from it. Don't." You know, like, I, I think it's it, it just shows what we're really capable of doing, right? Like, I mean, dude, we've all been cooped up in houses. I mean, that's that's not an easy feat, right? But it's all what you make of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like I look at it, I mean, I tend to be a homebody as it is. So for me, I mean, what did I do? I just, I, I, again, I cut down on the commute, so I spend more time with the kids. I see my wife. I, mean, I probably spent more time with my wife in the last two months than I have in the last five years because yeah. because I can right like it's that's yeah. what I choose to do you know what I mean like and I think the other thing is I mean this is just for me personally but like I always had this goal of reading you know a book a week that's always been my goal never even come close to it like not even not even close to it I think I've read ten books you know in the last eight weeks so I'm making yeah. up for lost time man like it's it's kind of it's kind of wild, and then again, you know the, the the working out thing. I mean, dude, I haven't I haven't worked out, and it's been years. I mean, it's been yeah, probably three four years since I truly like stuck to something and stuck through it. Because very similar to uh, Frisella, I like to lift. That's all I like to do. I hate yeah. running. My I'm too big to run. Right, my knees are just too shot for that stuff. But it 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 forced me because. All your excuses for why you can't do this, why you can't do that, bullcrap. You have the time. Do it. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. Now, what I'm what I'm worried about is I am worried, and I'm trying to get this across to anybody that works, you know, for me, the kids, you know, my wife, whoever. I worry about people getting through this thing and not accomplishing anything, not moving the needle forward, and having regret. Yeah. Right, because that honestly, like, there's as much as I've done, I think, in this whole thing. There's still stuff that I'm like, damn, I still am a little bit behind the eight ball. I gotta, I gotta figure out more stuff. Right, this is one of the examples. This whole podcast thing, like, you know, I, yeah. I wish, I wish I did more for it. I mean, I wish we were more active, more involved. Right, because uh-huh. the last thing you want to do is get through this and look back and go, damn, I had three months to do. Essentially, whatever I wanted, yeah. without being able to go out to restaurants. So what? I, I, I hate going out to restaurants as it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just just yeah. not my thing. So I think it's yeah. it's. I don't know, man. Like, there's there's so much to like get excited about, right? Like, I'm excited to get back to work, but I also will miss this setup. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's no doubt. I think I think that's going to be like across the U.S. as things start opening up. Like, it's not 
safest assumption to think things are going to go back to normal. Right. Because now you've got so many people that have had a taste of what life can be like. And so it's not, I don't think it's going to go back. No, I I don't either, man. And it's, uh, it's funny because I've always been an advocate for, I don't care where you physically sit to work. As long as you get it done. Awesome. Now at the same time, I'm a big, I'm a people person, right? Like, so I, I think it, it benefits you. It's, it's like that old tribal thinking. Like, I think when you're part of a tribe and you're together, that's when you do your best work, right? Yeah. I think locked away in like some like dungeon, you're not going to do your best work. I'm sorry, you know, because yeah. you, you you need that you know camaraderie. You need to like you know punch each other on the on the back and like get excited and you know high five. Like that's important. You know, I know there's people that talk about the handshake is going to be gone. No, I will never yeah. I will never stop shaking people's hand. I'm sorry. Yeah, and and I'll beg. Hey, I'm sorry, but I got to shake your hand here. You know, here's a bar of soap. Here's some water. Go wash your hands if you feel that bad. But I think that there's some social norms that are going to be just fine. And you know, maybe some people can't. That's okay. But I think as a whole, we'll be fine. Yeah. 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 What? uh, That's awesome. What? What about as far as? You know, we got to get political to a certain extent, right? But what what are your thoughts on just Congress in general, right? So, so the Senate and the House, and the fact that they really still aren't working. <laughs> like, but but yet they'll sit on a pulpit and they'll say this and they'll say that, or. You know, because we like to we like to pick on Nancy Pelosi. We will we'll pick on her. You know, she blames this whole thing on Trump. Right? It's Trump's fault because he either acted the right way or didn't act too too soon, or you know, acted the wrong way but acted too fast. Like whatever, it's it's Trump's fault. Yeah. And then you have, but then you have people on the other side that yeah. say it was Obama's fault. You know, okay, it was Obama's fault. But if you're going to say that, then it was George Bush's fault. And if, if you guys say it, you say it was Clinton's fault, right? Because people have been warning. Remember all these people like, oh, they've been talking about this for the, the last three years since Trump came into office. No, they've been talking about it for the last 40 years. Okay, so that's yeah. six presidents, right? Really since Carter, they've been warning about this. But who's been in office, right? Who has been holding their political position for the past five presidents? Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> so if, if we're going to sit there and say it was his fault and his fault and their fault and their fault, um, Madam Speaker, come on. You've yeah. been there the whole, you're the consistent, right? And not just her, but how many members within Congress have been in their yeah. seat for the last three decades? Yeah, from both sides. And they're going to point fingers. they got to yeah. point fingers at themselves and say, whoa, hey, if, if there was a way to stop this, it's on all of you. Right? Yeah. And sometimes shit happens. Sometimes it just happens. Yeah. Oh, I would love to see Congress just get cleared out. And, I mean, based on just a lot of things, just the fact that they're so tone deaf and they're trying to come up with their, like, policies and they're trying to sneak in their, like, agendas into spending bills and relief bills and, like, yeah. And if they continue down this path of making people try to, like, social distance and stay at home, it's to the place where I think every single one of them that are trying to do that, probably a lot of times for their political reasons, they're going to be gone. Yeah. 
right? Because at the end of the day, people like you're just suppressing freedoms, and people don't like that in this country. <laughs> well, and that, that that's exactly it. Is I think I think a lot of people, you know, out of this whole thing are starting to to wise up. Right, I think a lot yeah. of people are starting to, and again, whether you're, you know, you're Democrat, Republican, I, I don't care, right? I mean, yeah, I, honestly, I think whether it's, you're independent, like, yeah, the, the older I get, the more I kind of like start to lean independent or like sort of like libertarian in a sense. Like, yeah. I heard Rand Paul. Did you hear him today no. on the news? He, he was going after Fauci a little bit, saying like, so we're like, why would we even be thinking about not having school next year when like this is not something that's affecting kids? He's like. If you look at Sweden, like all their kids stayed in school and they're better off than France, Italy, all these other countries. So it's like, what are we doing? Like just just a little bit of common sense would go a long way from Congress. Well, I think it also it also falls into, I mean, as a as a country, we're getting soft. Like every day we get softer and softer and softer. And, and I think it's it's just it's wild to me that we have people that, you know, they run for office and they say one thing or they, they do one thing, whatever, and then they get in there and they don't do any of the stuff, right? So it's, yeah. to me, it's almost, I mean, not that you should be ashamed of yourself if you identify as, you know, one political party or the other, but you should almost be ashamed of yourself for identifying as that, right? Because it's like you look at all these quacks and they're all pledging allegiance to their political party or their donors or whatever it is. And, and yeah. nobody... Nobody is free thinking. Nobody is sitting there going, "Hey, hey, wait a minute. Uh, did you did you really just say this, uh, boss? I, I disagree with that because they know yeah. that they're going to be, you know, oh, get out of here. You're, you're you're off the team. And it's like, whoa, yeah. okay, like yeah. like I'm sorry. I want people to you know question me. I want people to ask me questions and go, hey, you you sure we should do it that way? And you know, ultimately, yeah. I may end up saying, yeah, I, I do think that. But a lot of times, I flip it upside down. and I'm like. Damn, you know what? You're right. You're exactly right, dude. Whoa, all right. Hey, check that, guys. We're going to do it this way. I was totally wrong. And like you said, admit that mistake. But politicians, they're just, they're not doing that. They're not, like, they work for us, right? They work for us. Yeah, but once they get to Washington, man, like, you you, you stand up to Pelosi, like, everyone knows she'll, she'll cut your throat. Yep. And your, your time is over. <laughs> but it's just, so but it's, it's just, just it, it's just crazy. It is, man, and it's it's just so like the goal is to get the Republicans across the finish line or get the Democrats across the finish line. It's not, hey, I like this this guy or this gal. I like their ideas. It's, hey, I like his ideas, but the party's going this way. Yeah, you're, sorry, buddy. You know, yeah. yep, you're out of here. Yeah. It's just crazy. Dude, you know what's also just mind-blowing is how small-minded you need to be to actually think this was on one person. Like, right. default. <laughs> to say, this was Obama or this was Trump. Like, have you lost your mind? Think about that. This virus yeah. okay. is based on somebody. Like, it's just so insane. Yeah. It's like, it's like uh, ne- next year, I'll be like, hey, man, my, my kid's got a strep throat. And you'll be like, damn it, Trump. God damn it. It's your fault. It's all your fault. Trump's fault. Trump throat. Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, it is It is weird how this has turned into like this political um, thing. It's like, yeah, it's ridiculous. But obviously you knew that was what's going to happen because there's an election coming up. Yep. And there's, um, always, there's always an event. There's always something that comes up right before the elections. 
always. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's... Yeah. That's what makes it juicy. That's what makes it good. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, I know you got to roll soon, but I uh, just wanted to ask you, like, what have you gotten into during this time that, like, you just, like, for me, I, like, I started watching The Last Dance. Did you uh, see yeah, that? Yeah, so it's funny. I watched, I watched the and, like, first episode. And uh, and I was like tearing up watching it. It was weird. Like I was like, man, this is just, I don't know. What, like it just it made me feel like a kid again, maybe. Or dude, it's so good. It's so good. And and I haven't watched the rest because every time I go to to watch it, someone asks for something, and it's it's weird. Like I I want that to just be like my thing that I just watch uninterrupted, right? Like and yeah. I haven't I haven't gotten that yet. Um, but it but it does. It's so. I don't, know, man, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it just it makes me feel like I'm a ten year old kid again, or if it if it just reminds me of like what the you know just the best truly is, right? Yeah. Like what, like what total it, what dominance takes. is? That's right. It's it's like I don't know, man. It's it's uh, it's very well done, right? I mean, I think they yeah. capture so many different things. So don't tell me about the rest once, of it. I'll have to get once through. Once you it. get through, like. You know, we're to episode eight. We watched seven and eight, and there's just some great, great content that we're going to have to talk through. Hmm. Yeah, just Jordan's definitely. mindset. Um, it's, I mean, it's kind of like the opposite of society these days. And even Jordan, I think, came out before this aired and said, like, people aren't really going to get it. Like, they're not going to get, like, who I was because he comes across, you know, he, you got to be a jerk to be a winner. <laughs> you got to get, yeah. you know, especially as a leader, and that's what he says, like, you know, our society, you know, NBA these days aren't really what it was, but, you know, that's what it took. Yep. No, that's the um, thing. I mean, they got, so they got just one just win. Brilliant. Win, win, win. That's it. You know? Um, no, I think I've, I'll catch up on that, and then we'll we'll, we'll do another, uh, yeah. you know, talk about it. And anything else? No, no man. Not, I think, everybody's uh, talking about Tiger King. I haven't seen that. I've seen a little bit. Tiger King's pretty entertaining, man. You know, it's it's... <laughs> It's entertaining because, again, having lived in in Florida, um, and actually my CFO was just telling me the other day that he and his wife have been to the farm that Tiger King worked at in Oklahoma really? and like met the guy and took pictures with the guy and everything. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, it's I'm like jealous, man. Um, <laughs> but it, but it reminds me of like all the the little animal parks or things that I've ever gone to like that. Like the alligator farms, the bobcat farms, where they're just yeah. they're just a special breed, man. Like Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you, yeah, you definitely hilarious. gotta watch that one. That was uh that was one yeah. of the few documentaries that I've watched that was so hyped up that I actually enjoyed. Right? Because yeah. usually I watch those and I'm like, eh, not as good as someone said it was, but it was actually it was pretty entertaining. I mean definitely entertaining. Okay. Um, other than that, I mean, we haven't watched much. We've watched, uh, we, we did watch The Hunters. That was pretty good. Uh, okay. That was pretty good. Um, and then, you know, I've watched a couple uh, South Korean baseball games, which is just <laughs> really bad. <laughs> yeah. But, but there's no other sports to watch. Like, Yeah. yeah. Throwing, I guess they're showing some throwback games now. Like, I was watching an old, like, North Carolina, college basketball, North Carolina, NC, or Maryland game. Wow, that's cool. It was kind of interesting. Like, it's it's kind of funny to, it's, and I was watching, like, an old, like, Niners-Bengals Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. That, that, that would have been, uh, like, like, 88 or yeah. 89, something like that, yeah. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, that's uh, again the mindset. Yeah, you could suck, or you could look at like the fact that now we get to see like some old school stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah, but like, like I, I said, the last dance actually, they weren't even like planning to air that until COVID hit, hmm. and then they realized like this is the perfect time to do it. Heck yeah, man! Get it out yeah. there. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let me. Uh, I gotta. I gotta jump. I got another call, and uh, you know we'll catch up. We'll catch up here soon. All right. Good to see you. Bye, brother. All right, bye.